Here in just a second, we're going to sing the song, He Paid a Debt. The line goes like this, He paid a debt he didn't owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I need someone to wash my sins away. If you've done that, then you sing that song with, with great encouragement and blessing, and you get to that chorus where it says, Amazing Grace. But if you are still in that spot where you do owe that debt and no one's paid it, this song becomes an invitation song. Won't you let somebody pay it for you? I tried to find an image of what it would be like to know that there's someone standing there ready to be your designated person and you just refuse to let them stand in your place. What is that like? And I remember pro wrestling a few years ago, the tag team effort, you know, and these two guys would go in and they'd wrestle. And if you could just, if you could just tap their hand or maybe even nod at them, they could come in and take your place and rescue you. But there were some that just insisted on trying it themselves. You could just nod and the person would come in and save you. Or even better, if you remember the, the show Survivor where you could find an immunity idol and if you had that immunity, immunity idol, when they voted people off the island, you could show it and they couldn't vote for you. You were absolutely safe. The last time I really watched it in any kind of vigor at all, there was a guy who had the immunity idol. No one knew it, but he had it in his back pocket. And he went to that, to that time where they voted people off. And he was so confident that he had an alliance that supported him, that he could just wait till the next week to use it. He thought, I've got this made. I don't need any help. And he didn't use it. And he was voted off the island, and he walked out with the immunity idol in his pocket. How goofy is that? You had a get-out-of-jail-free card. You didn't use it. That's what it's like when people just insist, I'm going to live life the way I want to, and then face God's cup of wrath and drink it myself when there's somebody all along, not only willing, but eager to have drunk it for you. There's going to be no reason for anyone in this building or anywhere in this community around us to face the cup of God's wrath. It should be so impossible because we have a Savior who did it for us. But if you never ask Him to, He won't make you. And the way He chooses to do this is like when the first gospel sermon is preached and Jesus is declared the Lord, and the, men, the people who even, some of them who killed them, are right there, and, and they say, what do we need to do? They're cut to the heart, they believe it, and, and Peter says, repent and be baptized. And then later on, Paul describes in Romans chapter 6 what that baptism is. That baptism is joining Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection. You join him so that he replaces you. The replacement takes place in the waters of baptism. Once you've repented of your sin, you change places. You join him in that very moment. It's not a real death to you, not a physical death to you, but you are spiritually dying right then. You're joining with a death, burial, and resurrection. This morning, he's right here in our midst, willing to take your place and pay your debt. Why in the world would you leave not having a designated drinker? If, you don't, if you've not done it, this morning you have another chance. Another chance to declare that and appeal to Jesus, be the one be the one who stands for me and drinks what I'll never have to drink 
so that I can drink the cup of the covenant. This morning, if you stand subject to that invitation, why in the world would you linger at all? We stand forward, we sing this song, and please make your way down the front now as we stand and sing to encourage you. He paid a debt.